We want to welcome you today to the Blessing from the Valley podcast with your host, Pastor Mark Brandon. Join Pastor Brandon as he takes a new look at the old book, the Bible. This is Pastor Mark Brandon welcoming you today to the Blessing from the Valley podcast, and we are delighted that you have uh, chosen to join us today for this episode, and we've been looking at knowing and doing the will of God. Uh, I could say that's probably one of the questions that I'm asked the most in my 25 years of ministry is uh, how to know and to do the will of God. And so we've just tried to give some helpful principles uh, from the Word of God these last couple of weeks. And uh, Lord willing, today we're going to conclude uh, this little thought. But I do want to just encourage you. Uh, again, thank you for tuning in. Uh, if the podcast has been a great encouragement to you, been a help to you, then why don't you just uh, share it, uh, like it, subscribe to it, uh, get the word out. You know, there's a lot of good resources out there today. And I, I've been trying to just speak to people here recently and the day we live in, there's so many good resources. They're so easily accessible. And so there's really no excuse that the Christian cannot be encouraged. Uh, just every part of their life with so much social media that we're able to get on good sermons and messages and podcasts and good godly music. And so I encourage you uh, to use all of the resources to stay encouraged. Uh, you know, I've learned something uh, being 47 years of age. Uh, you don't need much help getting discouraged, but it sure is a good way to stay encouraged, right? So we definitely need help and encouragement to stay encouraged. So I hope and pray this podcast is one of those resources. Uh, we're looking in Proverbs chapter 3 today. We've been looking at the will of God. The Bible just very clearly uh, teaches in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6, the Bible says to trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct the path. So we've been talking about the will of God, and we've been talking about, uh, especially on this past episode, of how the will of God is could be split up really in two ways. The, the personal will of God, that would be our decisions that we make, like, you know, geographical locations, where do I live, do I buy this house, what school do I go to, and all of those are so extremely important. But more important than that is keeping our heart right with God and, and his moral will for our life. And so in other words, I just basically summarize it this way. It's more important who you are or what you are than where you are and what, you, and what you're doing, to be honest. So if you get the what right, you'll get the where right, right? The will of God. We want to be right in the Lord's will in a personal level, but more importantly, in our moral level, in our in our heart, in our life to him. We want to be in complete obedience to him, yielding to him, in our right relationship with the Holy Spirit of God. And uh, so that's that's thinking about the will of God. And so we've talked about the reality of the will of God. We've talked about the, the reasonable of it. We've talked about the practicality of it, and we've even talked about the scriptural part of it, but now we're just talking about uh, just absolutely submitting to the will of God. And so I kind of gave this illustration of if you look at a tire or a wheel, you have a, you have a hub there, then you have the spokes that come off of that uh, wheel. The Lord Jesus needs to be the hub, not just a spoke. And I'm afraid we categorize Jesus in and out of our lives when he should not be categorized. He is 
the main thing. He is it. He's the center of our life. Uh, there's we make him the goal, see. God's will is him. He's the goal. So think about that. Um, so we talked about the first kind of Christian that is genuinely saved, but they kind of have me as the hub, myself as the hub. But the second kind of Christian, they would write Jesus in the hub of the wheel. And then all the many spokes of their life, their, their social life, their recreation life, their family life, their hobby life, everything is centered in him, see. Everything revolves around him. That should be the life of a Christian. That should be the life of the Christian. Everything from the will of God, from him. So the Bible says trust in the Lord with all your heart means to acknowledge him in every area of your life. Now, what else does it mean? The Bible says acknowledge that God's will is the best. Acknowledge him in all thy ways. All right, you're acknowledging that God's will is the best. Look, we've bought a lie from the pit of hell, namely that God's will makes people miserable. No, it doesn't make us miserable. I'm so saddened today. There's so many parents that are basically telling their children, oh, you can't do what God calls them. You're not worthy. None of us are worthy. We, we've, we've, we've bought into this lie from the pit of hell that, hey, God's will makes us miserable. Oh, if you do that, you won't be happy. No, you'll be happy. You know, I, I think I gave this illustration. You know, <laughs> I've used some missionaries in our church. One was called to the country of England, and one has been called to the country of Mexico and Honduras. And, you know, uh, both of them, no doubt, uh, sacrifice. But when you think about going to somewhere like Mexico and Honduras with lack of air conditioner and just more of a primitive set, you know, we sometimes say, oh, I feel so sorry for those missionaries. They're out there living like, well, first of all, it's not always that bad. But but again, don't feel sorry for them, because if that's God's will for their life, they love it. They love it. That's what God's will does. It's not a lie. It's not. We've bought this from the pit of hell that, oh, if we do God's will, it's going to be make us miserable. No, it's going to make us feel with joy, contentment, fulfillment. I'll tell you what, when I'm out of the will of God's when I'm miserable. And so when you're in God's will, look, here's what happens. He changes your wanter. <laughs> he changes your wanter. Why? Because it's God's will for our lives. He puts into our hearts his will. God's will is best when we acknowledge him. When we acknowledge God's will, we acknowledge God's plan for our life. It's best. You can't improve on it. So we talked about Moses earlier in the episodes, and we talked about he was created for a purpose. His very calling and destiny was to free the Hebrew people from slavery. But if you was to go back to Exodus chapter 3 and to study that out, when God called him to do it, to go back and to, to speak to Pharaoh and deliver God's people, he didn't want to do it. Now go back. You can go back to Exodus chapter 3 and read it. But I will just give you a summary. He gave five excuses why he could not do what God told him to do. And if you look back through Exodus chapter 3, you're going to find these five excuses. Number one, he told the Lord, I have no ability. He just said, I can't. He said, I just can't do it. The second thing, he said, I have no authority. He said, Pharaoh won't listen to me. Who do I tell him that I'm coming on behalf of? He said, I have no authority. And, of course, God told him, you tell him the great I am sent you. I am that I am sent you. So he had authority, but this was his excuse. See? He said, I have no authority. And then he said, I have no eloquence. In other words, we know he had a speech impediment. And obviously he said, I can't talk very plain. I can't talk real well. So he said, I can't do it because I just can't talk well. I have no eloquence. And then he said, I have no message. He said, what am I going to tell Pharaoh when I get there? 
And then here was the last thing he said. He said, I have no inclination. In other words, he said, I don't even want to go. <laughs> he said, I don't even want to go. And you know what? Nine times out of 10, that's our problem with the will of God. We just don't want to do it. Let's be honest. Let's be honest today. We just don't want to do it. Our old flesh, our feelings, we don't want to do it. And see, what we do is we make excuses to do the wrong thing. And I've been preaching on Sundays um, about ye which are spiritual. And I've learned this. A carnal Christian, I believe, is very dangerous. A carnal Christian. Now, that means they're saved. They know the Lord. But they're, they're dominated by their flesh and their feelings. They're not yielded to the Spirit of God. And so they have just enough in them to be dangerous. And here's what I've learned. Even when I've been in my carnal state as a Christian, I'm always trying to rationalize and make excuses not to do the best thing for my life, God's will. So I want you to think about that. That's what Moses did. By the way, Moses was a great man of God, but he told the Lord, I, I don't have no ability. I can't do it. I have no authority. Pharaoh won't listen to me. He said, I have no eloquence. I can't talk. I have no message. What can I say? God gave him all of those things. So those were just excuses to try to get him to do the wrong thing. Because the real reason is he said, I don't even really want to go. But here's what's amazing. You know what the Lord did? He changed his wanter. He changed his desires. And so Moses entered into the most exciting time of his life. And he fulfilled his very plan that God had for Moses. And you know what his last words that he spoke before he died were? They were quite eloquent. I'd like to share them with you today. You'll find him in the word of God. And here's what he said. Happy art thou, O Israel, who is like unto thee. No, Moses realized that there's nothing more exciting and fulfilling than knowing and doing the will of God. To trust in the Lord with all of our hearts means to acknowledge him in every area of our life. And we're also acknowledging that his way is best. Now, let me speak to you just for a moment in a practical way. I know I mentioned this earlier. I am from a small town in West Virginia. I was born and raised there, lived there 21 years. There's no geographical location that's more special to me, more precious to me than the hills of West Virginia. I never dreamed that God would ever call me away from there once I went there after Bible college. But you know what? God did. And you know what? I am absolutely so very thankful. His will is always best because I am amazed. I am amazed. I have realized that there's been nothing more exciting and fulfilling in my life than knowing and doing the will of God, no matter where and what geographical location we are. His way is always best, and he always gives us the desires of his way. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening today. Our prayer is that this episode was a great encouragement to you, and we invite you to join us again next time for the blessing from the valley.